This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And uh, we're back. Another daily preview. Uh, today, we've got uh, my good friend, sports reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald, Sarah Keegan, Diehard Sharks fan. Hello. Hello. Thank you guys for having me on and to talk about Paul Gallen and my love for him, which I know will hurt six you seconds. very much. Took us six time. seconds. <laughs> um, how is Paul Gallen going to go in his fight against Lucas Brown? I don't know. I don't know. He had He's going to win because he's the strongest. <laughs> he might. He probably, <laughs> he probably will. will. <laughs> and you know what? And I will message you and say, hey, guess what? Oh, he no, won so, again. Look, I didn't care when he won, but Nick Cairnson was heartbroken because Mark Hunt's like his hero. So he was beside himself when uh, Paul Gallen won that fight. It was, it the, was a double hit. It was a real double hit for, for Cairnson. It was. It One actually was. Very few times that Cairnson was cancelled on social media. Is when he, yeah, when he's like, oh, Hunt won on points. He didn't, though. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. There's nothing <laughs> worse than a guy that's like, okay, I'm going to be soppy about this. But then going to social media and, you know, taking it there. You know, not just, not just, often our boy gets ratioed, but that was that was a day for it. Um, <laughs> this is great. I'm here with both of my ride or die beer pong partners at once, depending on which social circle I'm in at any given time. I uh, don't think I've ever lost a match with either of you as my partner, so that's good. I don't recall losing one. We'll just say that that's uh, it never happened. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I can say with certainty that yes, we've never because lost every one, single so... time we play at like when she has house parties now, like. The pressure that builds with every single win, it's unbearable at this point. Like we had to make a double redemption to win the last time we played. It was very, very tense. But, and uh, did we do it? Yeah, of course we did. But, was that um, against Wiss who bitched about redemption again? Oh, my oh God. The, yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, that ridiculous take by him. But anyway, the Cronulla Sharks, um, the people's team, right. some would say. And by some, I mean just you. Um, <laughs> and a whole of the Shire, okay? True. Some it's people true. have said it. So, people are talk. People are saying. Anyway... Um, yeah, last year they were the definition of average. I think they finished with even number of wins and losses, and they finished with yeah. zero for and against as well. If that's not, if I'm not mistaken, so didn't beat any top eight sides. Didn't beat any top oh, sides. So just beat just beat teams below them and lost teams above them all year. They were perfectly mediocre. Sarah, what I mean, can you take? Okay, you can't really take away any positive or negative se- feelings from a season like that, can you? Um, you definitely could uh, with Sean Johnson's injury, but <laughs> that sure. was a negative, big neg. But yeah, I mean, they finished the season with the amount of points scored as they did conceded. So, but they made it into the top eight and everyone keep, keeps saying, oh, you know, Sharks, they're just in the eight. Mate, as a Shark supporter, I'm just happy to be there. No, <laughs> we've, we go. we've gone through <laughs> the ringer. We've had a tough time. So when we, we make top eight, it's an exciting time in the Shire. And even though, yes, we had not beaten a single one to seven, um, the whole season, we were just happy to be there and to, I don't know, get that little photo amongst all the other captains with the trophy. It's, it's nice. True. It's nice to see us there. I, I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, but, and also, I mean, they were up, they were up pretty big in that first finals game before it all fell apart. But um, th- this year, I guess, what, are you, how are you feeling about it in terms of prospects for this year? Obviously, you know, if, 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 if things go a little bit better, if you get a little bit more luck with injuries, I think obviously improvements can be made. I guess, and that's the thing. That's the that's the sharks mantra: is if we have good lucks with injuries, we have good luck with the season, and that's annoying, but it is the way it is. I think um I think it's easy to discount the sharks generally as a as a as a whole club. People are quick to sort of say, "Oh, it's the sharks; they'll be shit." But people will forget that. Okay, let's just discount twenty fourteen when they got beaten. <laughs> Every single year since then, they've been in the top eight. They are 
you know, in this era, a top eight team. As much as yeah. it hurts you, <laughs> hurts people to hear, they have been a top eight team since 2015. And, you know, it hasn't been that long since 2016, since we won the Premiership. So there's some arguments to be made that they're, you know, not the worst team out there that people seem to like to hate them. Um, but See, I, I hate this podcast. It's such Cronulla mentality. This <laughs> is great. She's swooped in and taken the villain role off me in like uh, five minutes. It's like, fantastic. Oh, everybody hates us and writes us off. No, we don't. <laughs> no one believes in us. Yes, we do. Um, but I don't. <laughs> I am worried a little bit that they won't have home games this year. I think that mm. might play a part once we have fans back in the stadium, which seems like it is is a thing that's going to happen pretty soon. But it. It's strange. Borders like- closed. They could have moved the games to Auschwitz or something. So, but um, of all the teams, they've probably had the least turnover, right? Like you look yeah. at, they, I mean, Jason Bakuya retired, Cam King yeah. retired because of injuries, and Scott yeah. Sorensen left, and that was it. And they didn't. I mean, they signed Aiden Tolman, and that and that's yeah. it. Luke Metcalf came in. That's that's an okay signing. That is. And I think that's like, but the sad thing is like, that's our most exciting thing. Like Metcalf came in and we're like, oh my God, exciting, exciting. Like this is a 22 year old guy that sometimes likes to play fullback. Like it's not the most exciting thing that's ever happened to the Sharks and it won't be the last. <laughs> like, yeah. I think um, as well, I think, yeah, as you sort of said, one guard, like there's been a small match number, but I don't think that's the best thing seeing how just, I guess, ordinary last season was i mean it's kind of sad when you go back and you do look at the 2016 premiership roster yeah. and you just put the comparison on and it's just like yeah Nate, like val holmes you had michael you know, ennis Barber, Paul Gallen, Maloney, luke lewis ennis, yeah. like it's just like names after names and then you look at you're going oh yeah maybe that's the thing that's the frustrating thing it's like the start of any any NRL season, like that's supposed to be the fun part is like, oh, mm. maybe my team might make it to the top four this year. But I don't necessarily think that's true um, for us. And it's kind of frustrating because if you just look at our roster and it's just kind of like, well, there's not those names anymore. Yeah. There's not a possibility that we're going to get up to anywhere near, as I hate to pay me to say, the Rabbitohs, where you look at Thank their you. roster and it's like, you've got AJ, you've got, you know, Cody Walker, you've got Latrell Mitchell, like just, the, like, you, we just don't have the star power, which is sad because you looked at the Panthers last year and yeah. obviously they didn't have the star power, but they had good young guns. And, and they all just turned out to be good, which doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. But I will say, Andrew Rafita was looking good in that All-Stars game. He's trimmed down. He ran I, hard. Like, I love the just... story that he lost like 40 kilos. It wasn't 40, but it was like playing weight from like 136 was down. He I, looked I... good, man. I think that's that's probably going to be some, something that they can look at as a positive going into this season. And, you know, you, you do look at like predicted lineups for them for round one. It's not a terrible team, like, if he can get back to even being like 60% of what he was at his peak, like it's not terrible. Like you can talk yourself into this team being in and around the top eight at the end of the year, Mitch, I don't know what you think, but I mean, ignoring injuries and all that stuff, I think Ramian and Dugan in the centers is, is a pretty solid pairing and, and there's some decent strike players around them. If Will Kennedy can, can find an extra gear and, and Matt Moylan can play, you know, anywhere near the level that we've expected Matt Moylan to get to at any point in his career. I, I, I think it's okay, but on, part of me also thinks they're kind of just treading water until they can get Shane Flanagan back again. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, yeah. And I, that's another thing. Just got to wait actually... till round 11, boys. <laughs> Woo! Um, and that's another thing. Moylan actually looked pretty good in the trial. Um, yeah. I'm not the biggest Moylan fan out there, but he looked good and he looked fast and he looks like the Moylan that we always wanted and prayed and hoped that he would be. Um, but I mean, in saying that, what's going to come of round one or two or three, and then he'll just 
go again. So I'm not I'm not putting my hopes up, but he did look good. <laughs> I've never seen Mitch look this angry. Oh, I hate Mitch. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, it's Canelo have this mission to just sign players I dislike. You know, I that just I don't like Moylan, don't like Woods. You know, I, I love Sean Johnson. That was I hated that mix putting them together. But I just it feels like this team is a house of cards. They have decent, decent depth, but there's so many guys now who we'd probably call injury prone. Mm-hmm. And Sean Johnson being out, it's hard for me to believe early in the season that Matt Moylan had this great preseason, and now it's going to change. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, and then, and then the solution to us being particularly injury prone was apparently signing Aidan Tolman, who let's not oh. forget injured his calf muscle warming up for his final game with the Bulldogs in their mm. last game of the regular season. Like it's just. It doesn't make sense. I don't know if that's particularly smart to bring something. Like, yeah, okay, he has experience. He has a wealth of experience. But, again, he's injury prone. Like, what's the thought process behind that? I don't know. I guess Cronulla, for whatever reason, have a history of guys rehabbing faster than they should. I don't know why that is. I uh, mm. couldn't really place my finger on it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a – I think it should just be a depth signing for them. He probably will play a little mm. bit off the bench. But, yeah, it just hinges on – I think a lot of it just hinges on if and when Sean Johnson can can – that can come back. I don't know. Like, really good depth, though. I've said this before. Like that, you have said this before. That Jets team is going to be really good this year. Like yes, they in they have competitive training sessions. Like in the Jets team, you're going to have like Metcalf at fullback, Nana McDonald mm. on a wing, Harodi maybe a wing on the in the centers, Tricky Trindle at seven. You'll have like Teague Wilton, who I really like on the edge. I don't know where Billy Magulius is playing if he's Jets or Sharks, but like there's a pretty there's a pretty good team of like some good depth options there. But I don't see the guys who are going to come in and improve that first team, if you get me. I see a lot of guys who can come in and fill his position. But mm. I'm not seeing a guy like, oh, you know, if I if a Dugan goes down, there's a guy who's going to come in and go to that next level and never leave first grade again. I don't see that type, type of person. I think the other difficulty is just the amount of young boys that are just so keen to come into fullback for us. I mean, mm. Will Kennedy's been doing fine. Um, but at the end of the day, he's 23. He's pretty young. And then... I was reading as well a couple of weeks ago, Connor Tracy, who's 24. Trying to become a fullback, is he? <laughs> yeah, and he came forward to old Johnny Morrison was like, I've been watching videos of Jack Whiten and Munster playing fullback when they were young, so therefore I want to have a go. And I was like, and, well, and probably a lot of the young kids that did that. <laughs> notably not fullbacks anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, mate. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I admire. I admire it. Maybe but... he just watched the one video of Brayton Astor playing fullback and was like, "Yeah, that's pretty. I, I yeah. do better than that." Well, I do like that he didn't try and go to John Morris and go, "Look, I've been watching Billy Slater." <laughs> he said a realistic bar. I've been watching Jack White and a lot of good, a lot of shit at fullback. I reckon I can do it. I reckon I've got it in me, coach. Even me, pretty similar. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, he never, I know he didn't get really many chances for Souths, but the limited chances he did get, he didn't really do anything that impressed me. Mm. So he he's, wasn't one that I was sorry to see leave. I guess he's seen that as his easiest path to first grade, considering in front of him in the halves, you've got uh, Townsend, SJ, Morgan, Townsend, Sean Johnson, yeah. and probably Trindle as well now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I would love it if their halves, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'd love it if their halves end up being Trindle and Johnson. That'd be sick. Is that a team? I think even you could put a little bit of your hatred aside if their halves were Trindle and Johnson. Pretty likable halves. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I just want I don't try to hate Cronulla, you know. It just, just comes naturally. It just, uh, <laughs> just I don't it know does, what it, it is. Does. 
But you're like, just going to think of us as the battlers. And no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have a premiership more recently than my team. I don't feel sorry for you. There's no sympathy. <laughs> I love Bad this. Is your thought. Yeah, it, we oh. keep making the eight and it's so tough for us. It's like with... Oh, you'll... you'll, you'll, you'll Mitch, you, you won't be shocked to learn that all this this yeah. this nobody believes in this narrative. She's also a Patriots fan. Who could have seen oh, that coming? Mate, no one's been do it seventeen times in a row. Yeah, hey, mate, Lungard, you know well. I switched over to Tampa Bay once he switched. Of course, yeah, you scumbag. Did. <laughs> How am I not the friend? Is this person? <laughs> I don't know. This is great. We're gonna break the record for listener complaints. It's fantastic. Um, I do like that though. We need more heels on this show. It can't just be me every week. Um. So who's who's a veteran that you're looking to make a step up this season? Well, okay, we've spoken a lot about Dukes already, but he's off contract this year. Like he needs to step it up. He want and he said he's like he wants to play beyond 2021. Like he wants to keep going. And I think that I don't know, the Sharks have given Dukes a, like a lot of time and patience and I think everyone all fans that I know are you know the first to defend Dukes and we all love him. Most of us. He fits and in with you, dickhead, so well. He's he the does, same he guy. Like, no one it. believes in me. Everyone's mean to us. But look, I like, yeah, I made the. He played again. Origin just, forty-five yeah, times. Exactly. Mate. People <laughs> fucking believe in <laughs> you. And I just think that he needs to come out and do something. And if he steps up and he actually, you know, I think um, I think another person like Chad Townsend has stepped into that leadership role so many times. And I think there's only so much time you can do it. And I think that he needs someone else built by his side. Fafita does it as well, but maybe not to the level that Townsend does. But I think that this is Dukes' year. Like if he wants to prove himself and prove that he wants to be the Sharks and he wants to stay at the Shire and he wants to keep playing, then he needs to prove that all this injury time, you know, it's worth something, man. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, and I fit Josh Dugan is still a very solid NRL player. It's just, yeah. it's just such a huge question mark at this point. Um, yeah. What about it? What is there anyone for you, Mitch? SJ, obviously. So, most so <laughs> steaming. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I think Jesse Ramian had a pretty good yeah. year last year. Yeah. And he's back, had another full year there. I think he's going to have a year, a couple of years ago, expected from him. Um, I don't know if we can keep Wade Graham on the park. Mm. As you all know, one of the best back rowers in the competition and probably really school set probably suits the, the new rules a bit more than some of the other guys on the edge. So, Maybe if he stays fit, he can go back to being a rep footballer. But yeah, I think a lot of those guys, you're kind of going to get what you expect from them. Mm. I'm backing my boy, handsome Toby, to have a big year. Big Toby oh, Rudolph. I, 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 look, look, okay, how many minutes has this been? I haven't mentioned Toby. Okay. I know, I'm very proud of you. Proud. Yeah, Toby Toby's Rudolph. a good call. Yeah. Um, Toby, yeah. oh yeah. I think okay. Toby, this could be his year. It could and, be, and last year I, I feel like it could be a lot of Shark Fables year if we take it. It could be. It could be. <laughs> I love this, this is the hope in me. I'm like, yeah. someone stand up, please, and do something. Like that's. I that's like this though, but like, you can't just be pessimistic like dragons no. or tigers fans. I like this no. optimism. And I'm not because we've been here before. If you don't have faith, like, what's the point? What's exactly. The point? And what's um, the excitement about you know March yeah. or February or January? Like, just talking yourself into time. being, just talking yourself into a best case scenario. It's every footy fan should be thinking that way. I think. Um, what about a young player? This can be anyone. It can be someone in first grade already, or someone in the lower grades. Well, as I was going to say, um, was Toby Rudolph. I just think I think that honestly, he is going like he's already a character. Everyone knows him. I just think he's got. I guess. I guess he's just got the soul that I think. Sometimes the sharks are missing, especially when those big players go down. There just seems to be no one 
sort of with that soul and the grit to sort of take them forward. And you see Toby out there, like, we'll be like, I don't know, 18 down and he'll just be like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to make a name for myself. I don't care about you guys. And I think that's something that's, I don't know, exciting. It's like, there's someone new. Paul Gallon's legacy at the club lives on. Fuck everyone else. It's all about me. Maybe, but it's just like, there's someone new and exciting and, you know, with a bit of character and a bit of heart and soul. And, you know, this is a kid that's, you know, grown up and he's, a care for his mum and you know has has grown up in Maroubra and in, in in housing commission and you know really made a name for himself and you know he's been you know gone through a bit of trialing times in his life and he's not one of these kids that have just grown up and you know gone to Endeavour High and you know yeah. had everything given to them it's kind of nice to see at the show bloody Endeavour boys I've always had it in for those oh, really no <laughs> silver spoon Endeavour boys <laughs> yeah I I do love that I went Obviously, I, I just pull up like the predicted lineup on an Earl.com for each team before we do this. And I so love that in the I love that in the others at the bottom for the Sharks, it's got Bronson Cherry, Asterix. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, Asterix. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. It could get it overturned. Um, you never know. You just never know. Mitch, I mean, you've watched a lot of Jetos over the years. I mean, is there any young people, any young players you're looking at for, that could break their way into the Sharks? I guess Tricky Trindle's one. I don't know. How old is Tricky, actually? I'm not sure. My, um, my um, nailed on one is Teague Wilton, mate. Yeah. Um, great name. Yeah. He'll probably be on the bench round one, if not soon mm-hmm. after. And as we said on earlier pods, it is an opportunity with the new rule changes. Teagues might not play two 80-minute back rowers. You'd mm-hmm. think Wade Graham and core are pretty locked on, but I think Teague's really good. He played for the 18s and 20s for the Blues. Uh, has Runs a real good line. and had a good preseason too. So I think he's going to be a guy who um who steps up this year and plays a pretty significant role. Speaking of those new rules as well, like... I don't think Fafita would have been able to keep up with them if he didn't mm, do what he did. Good point. There is a really absolutely good point. no way. There was, he was struggling the best of times last season, like with the six again. I mean, him coming in this season without that, I, I, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know how much yeah, he, he would have probably, been able. He might have retired mid-season. <laughs> I, he, he was cooked last year, like, but he um, I, I love that. Like the player weights in NRL.com and everything, the player weights are always the funniest thing ever, but they did report like, yeah, he played at 137 kilos last year. That seems too much. That seems too much. I don't that's know. A, that's yeah. a lot of kilos. Yes, it's a lot of kilos. But these these men are huge. So then they report, oh, he's 115. It's like I think he's down to like 120 or something, is what he said. But yeah, that's not what else on the website, of course. Jesus, <laughs> I, I don't understand. So a big boy. But LeBron James only weighs like 115 kilograms. You're telling me Andrew Vafita was 20 <laughs> kilos heavier than LeBron James well, last year? I I didn't. It's not my words, it's Hafida's words. And look, I know it's probably hard for him to read a scale of three numbers in the same order, but... You're you're telling me the man who forgot to put his name on his HSC (laughs) to get a mystery mark could could have misread a scale. He might have. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Another another one, I guess, that is of interest is always Blake Braley for me. I just think, you know, he's he's such a small hooker and he's, he's actually, really you know, being like a weight, like he's worked so hard to put on weight. Like he, I remember he was eating, you know, six meals a day and having like four Maybe that's what they've done. Maybe Fafita kept bringing two lunches <laughs> to training every day, but Blake just took one. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it, it's always one of the funniest things when you hear about footy players who struggle to put weight on. It's like, just eat more. Yeah. What a problem to have. Oh, fuck. I'm not fat enough. Shit. We're going to eat six sandwiches today. It sucks. Well, some no, of them, no. like, I remember Tarek Sims a few years ago when he, um, he was waking up twice in the night to eat mm. just to try yeah. and put weight on. I'm sure Blake's had similar struggles. I actually really mm. like him as well. And I think, um, I thought McInnes was a, 
replacement signing weirdly, but no, apparently he's going to play lock for you guys. So Blake, I think Blake has a lot of potential and I think he's by far the better of the two brothers. Yep. And I guess you can't really pencil in any home games at Shark Park this year, but what is a game that you've got on the calendar that you're looking forward to? Um, I would say round 13 because it's a bye, but I'm not going to say that because you guys are enjoying my optimism. It's a Sharks fan, so that's nice. That's a Dragons fan answer. Come on. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. I think round five only because it's Knights at home. And I also, I just think that the Knights are just a good level for us in terms Deserve of how to be beaten much by 60, don't they? <laughs> but it just, the Knights always prove a good level for us, whether we're sucking this year or not. And I think round five is like, okay, we're going to know by then if, you know, we really are really struggling or we're really doing okay. So I think round five is going to be exciting because we'll be able to prove it and hopefully they won't have Ponga by then. But I've always said that what I've been saying this whole preseason is 2022 is the year of the Sharks. And that's when it's going to all happen for us. Why? We got home. We got Cam. We might have Shane Flanagan back. Maybe. Maybe. But it's going to be exciting year for the Sharks. So, I don't know, maybe round one of... 2022 is the, the real round that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, who have you got in the grand final, Sarah? Oh, who do I have in the grand final? I think uh, I say Rabbitohs every year, Bungard. I really do. I really, really do. And Well, I we think- get close every year. <laughs> <laughs> Closer than us. Um, I, think, I think it's the Bunnies year. I think last year there was just a lot happening. There was a lot of chat. There was just a lot happening off field. And every time, you know, you, you read things about the bunnies and everything. They say, oh, you know, nothing affects us off the field and everything. But I think Lies. it genuinely it does. Like does. Those, those boys, boys are too close. They're too... If you don't think the Sam Burgess, the nude scandal affected them in 2019, uh, you're an idiot, like yeah, straight up. Exactly. And obviously, like, the bunnies are still sort of, sort of Sam down. He's not playing, uh, coaching under 19s, which was just yeah. the most ridiculous suggestion <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of, it's not done and dusted because the, Club doctor is still there, my understanding. Um, <laughs> but <Yes. laughs> but it's it's it's. I think it's going to be a more positive year. Gen generally, I think that you know Latrell's there for a long time now. You know everyone's sort of like stuck in Salone a bit more than what happened last year. So I think it'll be a bit more exciting. Wayne Bennett's going to have a His last ride. Yeah. So I think he's going to want to do it. I think he's going to want to take it to the end. Um, I, I, it's hard to say because I think there is some merit to the storyline of like Nathan Cleary making his return and taking the boys to the end. But like whether that's actually going to turn out or not, I'm not sure. I think there's some kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of energy mm-hmm. I think that the Panthers put out last year and whether they can back it up again, I'm not too sure. But I think that would be probably – my suggestion would be bunnies. Bunnies, Panthers? Yeah. Okay. What about you guys? Well, yeah, uh, uh, we're not allowed to say us till the end, but oh, I think people who have listened to every episode can work out who our grand final predictions are. I mean, it's not hard. It's not really different to anyone else's. So think- sharks and... Sharks, Broncos. <laughs> Correct. Um, and um, yeah, so I've got you guys. I've got Cronulla. I mean, I think they'll be in that. I think they'll be anywhere between 6th to 12th. I think that's probably fair, depending Six? on how well things goes. But I've written them down as... I've got them down officially as 10th. But yeah, anywhere in that 12 to 7 range, 12 to 6 range is not shocking to me. I have them where Sharks fans want them so they can abuse me. I have them 11th and they'll get mad at me. And then if you make the 8th, oh, we showed you again. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm not Mommy, mad about you? 11. People were like, maybe, maybe 14, maybe. Nah, maybe they're, they're not that like, bad. I think... If we're not that bad. No, no, no. That's silly. And, and, you know, I just want Sean Johnson to do well. I would love the Sean Johnson renaissance uh, to kick up a notch this year. I think think even people like Mitch, you hate the Sharks, would enjoy that. I mean, it's the, I mean, the worry with the whole Sean Johnson thing is that everyone's like, oh, it's mid-season, you know, round 10 maybe. My worry is that they're just going to be like, oh, we'll just wait him to come back like that's going to be the mentality it's just like oh it'll all happen when he comes back and it'll all you know fit into place yeah he's not coming back to round 10 like best case time. like the if long you, time man yeah i know we joke i joked about it before but do you think the the shadow of shane flanagan is actually a thing for them this year either of you guys can answer that i think um the whole john morris thing is sad because i think that he really cares and he got a lot of shit flung at him this year and he stood through it he every time there was something that happened like I think the club was actually quite good and they didn't shy away from it like John Morris was always you know doing a press conference the next day and Dino was always you know out at the front of the club doing something like they don't shy away from it and I like that because that's my biggest gripe with clubs is like something will happen they'll be like no 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 we're not saying anything or they'll call a press conference two weeks later when they're like oh yes the police investigation is complete like I think and also, he took the he took us to the eight yeah. both times. Like, I, I he mean, did. He's young. he did a, he did an okay job. He did an okay job. Like, I, I, yeah. yeah. I think the shadow is there, but I think the sharks are also at their best when they're in crisis. So we'll have a crisis sometimes. Yeah, so you, you know, we will just manufacture exactly. ones. So like, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Him being a white ant is the crisis now, right? Shane Flanagan hanging around waiting for for John Morris's job. Yeah, yeah, and I think um I don't know, like at the end of the day he did make a lot of shit happen i mean josh morris left our club because of him basically like that he did you know dampen the club but people still love him people in the show still love i mean him. look you give a team their only premiership mm-hmm. in Coach, yeah. their lifetime people yeah. are gonna like i'd help michael Maguire hide a body tomorrow if he called <laughs> me up and was like matt I've, I've, I've stuffed up i've hit someone with my car <laughs> look, we got to get rid of the body i'd be mad I'll be there. Okay, I'll be there in five. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. So yeah, and Mitch is the same with Wayne, I think. So yes, yes, yeah, we're all in agreement on that. Um, so that's weird. All three of our clubs only have one one man that's coached them to a premiership in the last fifty years. Crazy. Wow, well, our clubs suck a little. Well, I mean, his club won like seven hundred of them with yeah, just the you one know, guy, it's, so. it's been a tough time, buff, tough life. As been a real rough, uh, real, real rough life as a Broncos um, fan in the nineties and two thousands. Terrible. Although it's pretty rough. I have to start believing in the guy who picked Darius Boyd over Billy Slater in Origin. So. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I was recently, I wasn't recently in Service Paradise. I was coming back. It was the Gold Coast Airport. And in the news agency, there was just a bucket full of Broncos merch with 50% off. I was like, well, that's it's, not a great start. So you bought the whole bucket. <laughs> they already packed it in. The whole thing. Was just Why did the news agency have a bucket of Broncos gear? That's bizarre. <laughs> I would be shocked if I walked into any shop yes. of any kind in Queensland and it did not have a bucket of Broncos merchandise. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. I assume they just sell it everywhere. Like you go out to a nice meal and the, the, the napkins are Broncos napkins, I assume. Yes. That's what I assume. And, and all the waiters are wearing Broncos jerseys. Yeah, it's yeah. only natural. Correct. It's only natural. Yeah. All right. Um, this was a lot of fun. But before we get out of here, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people on the top two tiers of our Patreon um, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. We could offer beer pong lessons as an extra Patreon perk to people who oh, need like them. Yeah. yeah, But who will you choose to teach? Uh, but we can just have a school. We can all be professors there. <laughs> school. <laughs> the school is a pub. Any pub that has a pool or a ping pong table. Yeah, yeah. No, that works. 
great place. Um, but yes, yeah, special thank you to Dave, Carlo Tyson, Bert Andrews, Frankie, Dan Cullinane, Harvey G, Chris Slade, Matt Coleman, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Roxanne Clark, Warwick Ahern, Butsy, Ty, Simo, Wayne Ritchie, Jason, Matthew Duggan, Tom Hardy, Razor, Old Mama Bear, Jace G, Thor Laycock, Maddie Jenkins, Josh Brandon, Morgan Watkins, Doc Hogg, Ben Wallace, an anonymous backer, Leon, Cam Beswick, CTO, Jake Harper, James K, Ando, Adam White, Blake Moretti, Stephen Hickey, and Reese Brown. We would not be doing this without your support. And to everyone in our lower tiers on Patreon, and to everyone who just listens as well, you're all fantastic. We love you. We really appreciate the support. Mitch, anything else? To, anything that we talk about before we? Yeah, we love those people less. So we remind them of that. A little bit less. Yeah, it's a little bit less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, and it was know. nice having Sarah on. We'll never have her on again, but it was nice. <laughs> hey, excuse me. <laughs> I said, next time I won't sing the praises of Paul Gallon ever again. You barely no, talked no, about it, no, to be Gallen honest. Gallon well, is a rustle my feathers. Kept it to a minimum. <laughs> also, but, Paul um, Gallon's the one that's okay. That's green light. Right? This is one of my favorite shark stories, by the way, is that like, I, I, I think Sarah's one that told me this, but like most most teams have like a club calendar that they they flog at like shopping centers oh, or yes, yes. whatever. And it's, it's 12 different photos of 12 different players. At Cronulla Shopping Centers, it was just 12 different photos of Paul Gallon. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> no, no other player matters. Like, <laughs> no like see, to be like January's Adam Reynolds, February's Cody Walker, blah, blah. No. Gallon, 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 gallon. A whole year of gallon. And you it's just like every fourth tackle like in the show for the last decade. That's what it is. <laughs> you know what? They'd be a hot seller. They're every so photo should have been that piss take field goal against the West Tigers. Yes. Yeah, that, that kind of brought me back around. It actually did. It actually really but, galvanized us towards Paul Gallon. I really moment. hate Paul Gallon because I've watched that guy bitch and moan about Origin for like a decade. Su- just That's sucking fair. dong. <laughs> you don't have to hear at that level. Like, whatever. But he represents nine in a row for you better than anyone. So shouldn't you love him in a way? That's I don't hate him. Like, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Interesting, right, so, it's an interesting take. Yeah. All right, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, if the Sharks do go on an unlikely run, we will have you back later in the year to celebrate that success. Amazing, and I will only exclusively talk about Paul Gallon because that's all. I'm um, if you want to uh, make sure you read the Sydney Morning Herald, where all of Sarah's articles are, and all the time you spend reading Sarah's articles is time that can't be spent reading Nick Campton, so it's a double win for me. Um, <laughs> and if you want, and if you want to follow Sarah on Twitter, it's at Sarah underscore Keegan. That's K E O G H A N. Anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? Not particularly. I am really enjoying the show, guys. It's a great thing. <laughs> It's awesome to see you guys have supporters and that people are actually listening to you. It's nice. Yeah. It's good to have friends, you know. If we didn't have a podcast, you'd have to hear even more of my shit opinions. So, yeah. That's the that. best thing about this for everyone around us, isn't it, Bungard? Like- that they have to listen to us less because other yes. people are providing a conduit for us. Yes. God love exactly. you guys. God bless. All right. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye Thanks, from guys. me.